Hi, this is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. In this podcast, I'll help you develop a stronger sense of self, develop firmer boundaries, and also learn how to lean into the gentle promptings of the Holy Spirit who can help you navigate life. I have dozens of bonus videos posted that will help you in these areas and also will help you develop stronger coping skills. In each of the program notes, there's a link where you can request a free digital book, Understanding Your Dreams, where you can find my other media, and also where you can find my books on Amazon. Just a reminder before we get into today's episode that this is not a substitute for medication or counseling. If you're having thoughts of harming yourself or another person, or if this material triggers you, please contact your doctor or a mental health specialist to help you with your concerns. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome to Life Without Baggage. I'm in the series on sharpening your coping skills, and I'm going to do three episodes that look at grief, loss, rejection, and depression. And each of these will be taken mostly from my book on anxiety, depression, and helplessness, which I've been talking about over the last several months. So before we get into today's episode, if you have any questions that you would like me to address or just comments about what you're learning, I would love to hear from you. If you're not already following or subscribing to this podcast, can I ask you to please do that? It helps me see who's listening and gives me an idea of what is the most meaningful to people. You probably already know about my free ebook, so you can check that out if that's something that you want on understanding your dreams. So let's get into today's episode. So today I'm going to talk about rejection and loss. When you think about rejection, people usually have a pretty clear idea of what that is, and it's very painful, and it affects our view of ourselves. When we talk about loss, that can be a broader concept, and people don't always think about the fact that they're going through a loss. So what kinds of things provoke a sense of loss? When there is a change in a job, in a position, in your status, where you live, if you have to move or sell a property, can be an illness, an injury, so all of these things provoke a sense of loss and it it shakes up kind of our view of ourself or our view of life. And this overlaps with, um, with rejection because sometimes the loss occurs because someone else has made a decision that we didn't want where we're pushed away or where we're, or where we're blocked out of somebody else's life. So all of these things affect us, of course. Now, this varies depending on the the intensity of the importance of that job, of that home, of that position, of that relationship. But there's going to be some impact on us. The biggest way that this impacts people where they feel like they're stuck is when it shakes up our view of ourself in a way that we don't know how to regroup. Another way to think about that is we've talked about 
ideas around how we have an identity. We have a view of ourselves and it's built on something. It's built on our sense of belonging, our sense of competence, our sense of our worth. And when that gets upended in a dramatic way, especially if it's something we didn't choose for ourselves, then we may be reworking our very sense of identity. And so this is where a lot of times when people come into my office, there's been a big enough change, a big enough loss, or something that felt like rejection, or maybe it was rejection, and they're having trouble regrouping. So that's what I want to focus on today, how that happens, and a little bit about what we can do about it. One thing to consider is that vulnerabilities to grief and loss can be put into motion early in life. I've mentioned different times that my grandfather died when I was five years old, and I was really close to him. We had adjoining properties when I was growing up, and so I saw him probably close to every day. So it was a huge loss to me when he died. And it seems as though that put in motion for many years sensitivities to loss, to changes in relationships. If I had a friend move away or something like that, it had a profound impact on me. And it took me more time to regroup, I would say, than it might have with other people. So the first year of life, also, if, you, if you're familiar with Erickson's developmental stages, if you're watching this on video, I'll put that up for you. The first year of life, we, we develop a sense of trust, security. I've talked about object, permanence. And if that goes well the first year, then we have kind of a stable foundation when future things come up with loss, with grief. But if dramatic things happen the first year of life, where maybe the person who took care of you got very sick and wasn't available, or if there was a disruption in your parents' marriage that first year, if the second baby came really quickly and mom was pregnant a big part of the time that you had that first year, there can be lots of things that happen. The death of a grandparent that impacts one of the caretakers when you're that first year of life where there aren't even words sometimes. But that sense of security, that sense of solidness, if that gets disrupted, then future losses later in life can be a little more difficult. Now, I'm going to share strategies with you if, if you had disruptions that first year of life or early in life that have set some things in motion, or if depression runs in your family. I don't want you to be discouraged because there's lots of things you can do. You're not necessarily stuck with that condition. Now, you know a lot of the things I've talked about has to do with the way we talk to ourselves, assumptions that we have. And so I'm going to draw your attention again to assumptions that will aggravate our recovery from loss or rejection, where this is all my fault and there's something wrong with me. This is how it's, it's going to be. This is how it's always going to be. And there's nothing I can do. 
So if you have those types of beliefs about yourself or about life, it'll be important that you address those underlying assumptions. Unfortunately, pretty much everybody goes through some kind of rejection. And if we take it in, if we make it part of our identity, as opposed to something that's happened to us, it will have an impact far beyond the power that you want to give away to that person. Now, if you felt rejected by a parent, that is harder to work through. And I'll just say, you know, briefly here that when a parent doesn't bond with you, there's something wrong with the adult. Children are born lovable. (laughs) They're cute. They might cry a little bit, but they're cute and they're cuddly. So if a parent didn't hold you, didn't bond with you, there's something wrong with that parent. And I see that people carry that through their whole lives because of ways that mom or dad treated them or shut them out or favored somebody else. As best as you can, try not to see that as something inherently wrong with you. There was something wrong with that adult. And so we want to start building the idea that regardless of what you've been through, regardless of who you are, there are people who will love you and celebrate you and appreciate your uniqueness. We've all got quirks. They're not going to be put off by your quirks because they have some too. And so we want to try to adapt this idea that whatever we've been through, the loss, the rejection, it isn't a final judgment on who we are, on our value or worth. We don't want to give anybody that kind of power. We do want to learn from any kind of rejection or loss we've been through. I have clients who come in and maybe they've had relationship after relationship after relationship where they picked a partner with a drug or alcohol problem or where they picked someone with a problem with anger who was verbally or emotionally or physically abusive. And so in that case... We want to understand why do I let these kind of people into my life and look for why we're willing to tolerate that. So I have tons of of, uh, episodes on boundaries, on trauma, and how that affects our future relationships and boundaries. But we do want to examine if if there's something about how well we protect ourselves, then we need to learn about that. But we don't want to let another person or a situation or a catastrophe in some part of our lives completely define who we are or our future. We don't need to be defined by that. So just some comments on what types of losses are most impactful if you haven't thought about it. Some of this might be common sense, but I'm going to say it because sometimes people don't recognize it's going to be harder if the loss was unexpected. If we know somebody's moving, we can prepare ourselves emotionally. If we see a relationship is going to end, we can maybe prepare ourselves a little bit. Violent losses where there's crime, where there's uh, a a tragedy, something horrific happens, that's going to be way harder to recover. You think about the people who lost loved ones in 9-11. That grieving process is going to be much more difficult. I mentioned that losses that assault your sense of self-esteem, your sense of security, 
or your beliefs about God, about life, those are going to be more difficult to regroup from. So we also want to recognize that if I have an attitude that if I'm strong, things shouldn't affect me. If my faith is strong, then I shouldn't let this bother me. But that's not true. Human beings are complex and we're messy. We're body, soul, and spirit. So regardless of how strong you are as a person, regardless of how strong your faith is, when things happen that disrupt our lives, there's going to be a process of recovering from the grief or from the rejection. It's just how it is. It's it's normal. So I'm just going to make a few suggestions since many things related to coping I've talked about. And I point you to my uh, video on improve your coping skills and the video I did recently on journaling. I'll put links to those. But just some suggestions of things you can do if you are working through a rejection or working through some kind of loss. Think about the fact that you might need to expand your coping style a little bit. If you tend to do everything in a certain way, if you tend to try to handle everything yourself, that sometimes we just need to expand, put one more tool in the toolbox, so to speak, to help you expand your coping style. Again, if your identity was closely tied to the loss or the rejection, then we need to kind of work on strengthening that sense of self, the the self-confidence. Other stresses that are going on as much as you can, you want to simplify your life, give yourself time to regroup, give yourself permission to regroup. Try to find a group or another person who will listen, who will understand, who will want to help. And again, you want to work on your perspective. We, If this has upended your view of God, you know that I've written the book called Correcting Distortions in Your View of God. But there is suffering as long as we're on earth. And so sometimes people have to wrestle with how their faith still corresponds to the fact that there is evil and there is suffering on earth and there is loss. There's there's death. Until we get to heaven, there's still things that we are going to struggle with. You want to re-examine those assumptions you've made about yourself, about your future, about maybe other people. And sometimes people have ignored big things about a company, about a church, about a relationship. They've ignored some pretty big things. And so when it blows up, they're kind of shocked. And so sometimes it's important to look where there are little pink flags or big red flags that you made excuses for someone else And then you were kind of blindsided. We can't always predict, but sometimes we need to learn of about ourselves, of things maybe we ignore, make too many excuses for other people, don't look out for ourselves as well as we need to. So those are some thoughts to help you understand better the impact of loss and rejection. And again, these are out of my book on anxiety, depression, and helplessness. So let me pray for you as we wind up. Lord, I pray that whatever this listener needs today, that will help them understand themselves, understand things that they've been through, 
and understand ways that they can grow as a person, I pray that you would give them wisdom how to apply this in a way that will help them deepen their sense of being fully alive, body, soul, spirit, relationally. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. This is Dr. Tony Cooper, and this is Life Without Baggage. Thanks for listening. And if this helped you, share it with a friend. Talk to you next time.